0: All right. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Heather Markell, who is a full-time travel coach, best-selling author, and she just did her first TEDx talk. Heather, how are
1: you doing? I'm great. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. And we like to jump right in. So if you can start with telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great.
1: <laughs> uh, wow. Let's see. Um, Well, I am a former corporate worker for over, uh, 25 years who, um, quit for a career break, but turned into a full-time traveler, digital nomad, uh, which I've been doing the past five years. And let's see for fun. I mean, my fun is traveling, meeting new people, uh, going places. I speak six languages. So getting to use those languages and, uh, getting through the difficulty of going a place I don't speak the language and trying to learn a few new words and um, to have conversations with people in their language.
0: Gotcha. Do you know those six languages from what you were doing in corporate? Did you learn them after you left corporate? How'd that work?
1: So I actually lived with a host family in France at age 16, which was really um, a critical reason that I fell in love with cultural immersion And I, you know, in sixth grade, uh, we had, we had to, we were forced to learn a second language and we had to choose between uh, French and Spanish. Uh, I chose French and living with that host family, it made the difference between sort of a boring, stupid thing I had to do because the teachers told me And, oh, like I can have these profound conversations with people from a whole other country, culture, you know, um, that I couldn't without this skill. And once I learned that fascination and passion, I used my college electives to study as many languages as I could um, and then started living in other countries to pick up more languages.
0: There we go. So you kind of got ignited with the passion for it when you were 16 and spent college studying and traveling to learn some more of those yep. and kind of stuck with, that's so interesting because I studied Spanish for about eight years and know none of it.
1: So... <laughs> well, I mean, were you ever fluent in it or.
0: I was like sufficient. I wasn't fluent, but like if somebody who was fluent came and talked to me, I could understand them if they spoke slowly and speak back if I, um, in broken Spanish.
1: So my theory of language, and I think this applies to everyone, even the people that say, oh, I'm terrible at language, um, is that we were all babies at some point, And whatever language you do speak today, you didn't know when you were born. You heard people say a lot of words and you figured it out. So ergo, you can figure out any language if you just believe it. And especially if you... Have a language in your past that you haven't used. I find if you go back to the country that speaks it and you just go and you just force yourself to only talk to people in their local language, you'll pick that thing back up within weeks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I feel, I agree, actually. No, no arguments there. Well, tell us a little bit more about your jump, your career in corporate and your jump from corporate to being a digital nomad.
1: So I, you know, bought into the whole concept that life is about you work really hard and then one day you retire and then you get to enjoy your life. It did. I tried that and I did all of the traditional life things. I got married. Um, I hope to be promoted, all that stuff. And and at some point I life was just really disappointing. I was married. I realized I was, I married the wrong person for me. Um, and having the courage to divorce him was, you know, (laughs) really hard. Um, and then realizing I was in this job where I'm like, Oh, like I wasn't just unhappy in my marriage. Like work isn't happening either. Like I'm, I realized over time I just felt completely, out of alignment with what I was doing. But when I looked for other jobs, you know, um, the, the descriptions like, you know, get to you be part to of it. it right. <laughs> it's like, Oh, you can do accounting. You can sell to our fortune 500. Cause I'm like, none of this really lit my fire. Um, and so I ended up becoming certified as a personal coach or professional coach in 2008 and uh, started my entrepreneurial path. And I, it eventually became a business coach uh, business where I was out earning myself and my business coaching over my corporate job, which was like mystifying. <laughs> um, yeah. And so I thought, all right, I'm going to quit my corporate job for my, for my business. This is great. Except to get to the point cause I wanted to bring myself, you know, to the six figures and, um, to do that on top of a corporate job, I burnt out. So I realized, you know, after years of debating whether to quit my job, uh, I realized I wasn't quitting my job for another job. I wasn't quitting my job for my business. I was quitting my job for myself because I had actually just completely lost touch with who I am, what I want to do, all of those things. And I needed some time for soul searching and, because it was pre great resignation. Um, I did try to get a sabbatical, but you know, the thought process back then was that, um, these sabbaticals are for, you know, perf- like family and medical leave, not personal development. So, yep. uh, I quit, I figured three to six months I'll go out in the world and then miraculously, I'm going to come back and know exactly what job I want. And I'm going to pick right back up. <laughs> um, but I ended up falling in love with, doing what I loved. So I somehow just went all in, packed up my apartment uh, and kept going.
0: (laughs) And so now it's not business coaching, is it?
1: So business coaching is part of what I do because um, sometimes clients who want to travel full-time want to start a business or want to grow a business. But my main focus right now is the full-time travel coaching, which is really about helping people with the money, the mindset, and the mastery that they need to handle sort of the emotional and the personal and the financial logistical information that they need to be able to transition to Traveling full time, which they can now do with with their job, right? Working remotely or without their job if they choose that.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, tell us a bit more about your motivation. What really gets you up and keeps you going every day?
1: I love when I can inspire other people. Um, I think I I'm I'm intellectual, so I I love like intellectual stimulating conversations with people, especially when I meet someone who clearly has a dream that they're really excited about. And for some reason, they have become disillusioned and kind of think like, this is a really great dream. It would have been cool if, but I've made peace with the fact that, you know, that's just a dream. And this is life. And I'm like, whoa, (laughs) it's back up there. (laughs) Like, you know, just having the discussion with them, about like why can't you make this dream a reality and um and those uh those conversations are really fun and i used to before i quit i found myself going to networking meetings and you know talking to people and what do you do what do you do and, and i would constantly meet these people that were clearly miserable oh i'm an accountant oh I'm... and so the first my second question to them was and what would you rather be doing <laughs> so um you know um, I just love really connection and conversation is what gets me going.
0: Yeah. Connection and conversation. There we go. I love it. I, I think I am uh, similar in that I love having the conversation about what people actually like to do, hence the podcast, yes. <laughs> asking people about <laughs> their dreams and goals. <laughs>
1: That's a good thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I just, I I have always hated small talk. Like, I just yes. really I'm just like, why are we talking like this? Why why are we even talking to each other? if We're not going to talk about anything.
1: <laughs> I have a really hard time with like the same. Um, I small talk to me is about being polite, and I'm I'm all for politeness, except even when like if you know if I just called you and I'm like, all right, so um, I want to ask you a question about this like your website, um, and you know that that's why I'm calling. You know, I feel this sort of like, hey, how are you? How's your day? Like I like, I feel like I have to ask those questions. And and it's not that I don't want to hear the answer, but I also feel like um it's I guess it's in a way about building connection, but but to stay in that shallow area isn't fulfilling to me.
0: Exactly. Those shallow connections honestly aren't even worth it. And so yeah. when you really look at it, and you even said like it's to build connection. I think small talk is only effective when you've gone deep first and you have like intertwined your lives, intertwined your hearts. And then it's like, yes, I really do want to hear about what your day was and all the silly, stupid things that go on in your day. But if it's, yeah. if it's the first time I'm meeting you and I'm like, oh, what's a highlight of your past week? It's just like,
1: what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Anyway, yeah, I completely agree with you there. Love having deep conversation. Let's jump into your dreams and goals. Now you love hearing about other people's dreams. Tell us about some of your dreams, vision for your life.
1: Um. Yeah. So it's funny because I think when I was in corporate, you know, life is about what's my bucket list? Like what, uh, what are my goals? And I don't think that way anymore. Right. Because in corporate or in a job that you're just getting through so that you can one day retire and enjoy yourself, uh, you know you start making these plans like okay i've got 2 weeks vacation or 4 weeks vacation whatever it is and that's my time frame this year to get this stuff done which no wonder nobody gets it done because that's not very long but um but i feel like my what i want now is is bigger right so um i look at uh i want happiness I want to feel like I'm satisfied with my life. I want to make sure that I'm in integrity with myself and in alignment. Like the things that I do and the people that I surround myself with are all in alignment with who I am.
0: I love that. And what are the top one to two skills you needed to develop to get to that point in your life or need to develop to continue going if you have skills you need to develop I just didn't know if it sounds yeah. like it.
1: I feel like it's um I mean there's a few big ones like uh the courage to sit in the I don't know space um, at least in America I've noticed um politicians and bosses <laughs> and leaders in corporate have a very hard time saying I don't know with some exceptions uh, I was lucky to, I got marooned in New Zealand for two years during the pandemic. Um, so, going from our American political system to Jacinda Ardern as my, you know, the leader who constantly was, she's dealing with a pandemic and constantly said to the media, I don't know the answer. I'll look into that. Or uh, when I know the answer, I'll get back to you. And I was, I was floored. Right. So, the same thing when you are looking for bigger, objectives right bigger bigger life satisfaction um i think there's a lot of spaces where it's like well i don't how am i going to do that what does happiness mean (laughs) like there's a lot of questions and you have to sit for a while and wait for the answers um so um you need to be willing also to grow and recalibrate because um when you're trying to pursue dreams uh you're part of them like you and your dream need to be in alignment which means as your dream grows you must grow too and and change um so I think that some of that flexibility which I don't have in my body but I try to have in the rest um and um and finally I think believing in yourself which like that faith is probably one of the hardest things to do and and it can falter there are days you might believe in yourself and days you don't
0: (laughs) yeah yeah for sure And what are the highest impact daily actions that you do personally to make sure that you're living in integrity with yourself and going after happiness and satisfaction with your life?
1: Um, So I, I will admit, I, I'm, I'm don't, I don't do my own things every day. So that's on me, but, but the things that when I do them.
0: That's perfectly okay. (laughs) yeah, Yeah.
1: I'm just being honest because I'm just human and I, and I sometimes have like a good idea and I don't execute, but, um, But I notice when I'm traveling, I get these great insights. And um, one of them was because I want to be happy. And I'm like, okay, so, you know, get up and ask myself, like, what intention do I want for today? And if it's like to end my day feeling really happy with my day. And then, um, and then at the end of the day, check back with myself. Was I happy? Did I, you know, and those, those days were great. Cause I'm like, Oh yeah, it didn't matter what I did. It didn't matter how I did it. It just mattered that I connected with the feeling of happiness during my day. Um, the other thing I love doing is i am constantly fascinated by new pieces of information. So, um, if I find an interesting subject, I love to learn about it. Um, and right now I'm studying the Akashic records and, you know, I feel like really it's about me holding myself accountable for the results I want and figuring out what I need to change about myself and my surroundings to get where I want to go.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. You holding yourself accountable to the results you want and what you need to change about your surroundings to get to where you want to go. And what was that called again?
1: Um, the Akashic records. Gotcha. Um, but you know, really, I think, I think a lot of the times in life where we feel powerless is because we say it's your fault. You did this. Um, and I would have had this. I mean, I certainly, um, <laughs> I have my issues like, um, where I certainly that comes in and then I have to take a breath and be like, okay, yep. You, you did something I consider wrong or out of integrity or whatever, but what was my role in this? And how do I want to show up going forward that aligns with where I'm going? Because me holding, blaming you forever isn't going to get me anywhere.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, absolutely. I think extreme ownership is extremely empowering. It is. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Well, what character trait do you most need to develop right now to kind of make those dream? They're not really dreams. They're more like, the essence of your life to make those. Yeah. Come true.
1: So I feel like, um, uh, I need to develop more patience, like I'm highly impatient. Um, I'm a New Yorker. I'm, um, I'm a go-getter. I, I, you know, like if I, if I connect to something I want to do, I'll have it done like within a few hours. Yep. Um, and so learning. So when I come up, especially as we're talking about personal growth, personal growth, does not happen overnight. Doesn't <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> very disappointing. I get really frustrated when I'm like, oh, okay, like I've done all this personal work, and gosh, there's another freaking issue that I. got. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, how long is this one going to take? So, um, and then recognizing that um, I have done a lot of work, and you know, recognizing myself and, and acknowledging myself, um, I think are are big things that I could work on along with the patients.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Acknowledging yourself. I'm trying to think if there's a word for that character trait.
1: Mm. Self um self empowerment, self um I mean self respect in some ways.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. There we go. I'll write that down. Awesome. If there were one or two people you could meet right now, and this could be a specific person or a type of person, and they'd really help you take that next step, who would they be, and how would they do it?
1: Oh gosh, um, that's really a tough one. Like sometimes I think of like, are there like people's essences, spirits? I feel like probably there are some gods and goddesses out there. <laughs> would love to hang out with Um, I've always loved Wonder Woman and Xena Warrior Princess and (laughs) um, I think like I don't know someone like like I know it's corny but like Deepak Chopra and Oprah like I kind of want to go and have a glass of wine with them and sort of had a a meditative profound conversation with them over wine
0: (laughs) there we go there we go I haven't uh, listened to a bunch of or read a bunch of Deepak Chopra's stuff but I've definitely heard about them for sure. Do
1: you know what it's like? Their if you ever listen to their meditations, I'm always like, oh god, like I just feel so soothed and so good. <laughs> yeah.
0: There's also another one. I think his name is like Sad Guru or something like that. Don't know him. Yeah, he's a uh, pretty good. And who wrote the Power of Now? Why am I blanking on his name?
1: Oh, is it Eckhart? Eckhart? Tolle? Eckhart to- yeah, 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 yeah. He seems pretty cool too. There's a lot of really cool people out
0: there. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Well, awesome. Now we're going to jump into our thriving three. Okay. And first question is, what's your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one.
1: I'm going to go with movie. And the thing is, I, I've i always, I mean, even in books, I've always been a fan of like um, fantasy because I love the stories where the main character has to overcome like the people that are talking them out of like, they know what they want, the people are talking them out of it and they're like, yeah, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. So recently like, like Moana. And I am um, I just recently saw Rava the last dragon, which was fabulous. And what really bums me out is I was watching it on like my flight to, I think Florida. And so we, when we landed, there was still 10 minutes to go yeah. and So I'm like, all right, I've got my flight back in a few days. I'll catch the ending on the flight back. And then I got this email the day before. We've had to change planes and there's no entertainment system. (laughs) So I'm still waiting for the last 10 minutes of Rava the Last Dragon. So clearly the universe felt I wasn't ready for the last 10 minutes yet. But one day I will be.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the hero story um, is just that theme in a lot of these movies that are fictional. It just resonates with a lot of us because a I think it's the story we all want to be living and b story we see some humans living and like aspire to be like that so yeah I get you I get you what's one way you like to take care of yourself
1: (sighs) I mean when I can I love massages (laughs) um but uh I think I think one thing I'm working on and getting better and better at is is uh letting my intuition be my guide and really feel my way through life experiences. So um learning to trust that little voice in my head or that feeling like even if it makes no sense at all. Like I've sometimes you know met someone and to all accounts they seem perfectly nice or whatever, but my my insights are like get away. <laughs> you know and I'm like okay. So like following that. um, And I think uh, sleeping and eating well, which is important, uh, making sure I get outside because it's easy with what I do to um, just stay indoors all day and um, be on my computer all day. So getting out, getting exercise, even just a walk um, and connecting with people are ways I love to self-care.
0: It is crazy how much we are inside nowadays.
1: Well, and since the pandemic, I think, you know, it's like a weird um we got used to being, it's, I talked to a couple of friends who I'm, um, I'm extroverted and I've talked to some of my extroverted friends and we kind of got introverted through the pandemic. Yeah. And so now it's like more of an effort to want to go outside. Um, and I don't know that I like that. Like, it's like, who am I now? Um, and, uh, the, I just think it's really important as humans that we are in physical contact with people. And so that's why, like, traveling, I just got back from going through Europe and the Balkans. And it's interesting how differently we all handle the pandemic. And um, when I went to Europe, I I actually got COVID, like, two days after I landed for the first time. And once I got it, it wasn't, it didn't seem so scary, right? And then I was able to spend the summer with my, you know, didn't have to wear a mask all the time. And it felt like life was normalized. And um, so, sorry,
0: Were you in New York during the pandemic? No, I was in New
1: Zealand. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, and there was like no COVID there. So it was weird to go from like no COVID for two years to like New York and then Florida. (laughs) It was just very jarring.
0: Oh, for sure. For sure. I can definitely see that. And what is one action step you can take right now or continue to take if you're already doing it too? Meet Oprah or Deepak Chopra. (laughs)
1: If I like, wow, an action step. I oh, well, one easy action step would be just to like go and tell everyone in my network I want to meet Deepak and Oprah, and I'm sure somebody would know somebody that could connect me. So that's honestly the the easiest way to do it.
0: <laughs> there we go. There we go. Spread it in the network. Yep. love it. Now we're gonna jump into our final series of questions, and these can get a bit personal. So if you don't want to answer them, you don't have to. Just say I want to pass. Totally okay. <laughs> I always give that disclaimer and I've had nobody take me up on it. So I might just take it out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's good to let us know, right? Because then we have the choice.
0: Yes. Yeah, exactly. And they do get a little personal sometimes. I can see somebody getting uncomfortable, but I've yet to meet that person. So you, you can still do it though, just because. I. Okay. okay, No, I'm
1: not answering any of the questions.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, what is one limiting belief that continues to pop up in your life? If any.
1: Um, I'm trying to think how to say it as a limiting belief, but I, I'd say there's something that goes on for me around like, oh, I'm being forgotten. Uh, like, uh, when, when I'm trying to get something done, I call someone and they say they'll call me back and they don't, or, you know, I'm in a store and someone says they'll help me and then they wander off and it seems like they're not coming back. Right. So I, I definitely at times, uh, find myself tapping into like I have to like be like okay if they're not calling you back um I know you think it's about you but it's actually because they're busy and they have their own set of events and things they're dealing with that have nothing to do with you (laughs) so you know just taking taking a moment but yeah I think that comes up for me a bit like that that oh gosh I'm being forgotten kind of thing
0: where do you think that comes from
1: childhood for sure
0: (laughs) was it like uh was it something specific in childhood that you can nail, or was it just the general vibe of childhood?
1: I, well, I think, um, unfortunately, my parents were just not emotionally available to me in my childhood. Okay. So um, I'm I'm sure a lot of my current fears and limiting beliefs come from like not getting that emotional support that I needed when I was younger.
0: I see. All right. Thanks for sharing. I appreciate yeah. it. And what actions do you feel like reinforce this limiting belief? So you have the belief, it triggers some thoughts, that triggers some feelings, and then you act based on those feelings to get around. Yeah, it reinforces it. What are those Oh,
1: actions? Oh gosh, I get triggered. Like oh my I laugh at myself sometimes because it's like boom, here I am talking to you. And then this thing happens, and I'm like so angry. And I'm like, this is like kind of funny. <laughs> like, yeah. So um I think the actions that reinforce it are just um when. Either someone says they're going to do something and they don't follow through. That just happened to me with a plumber who I had to call who said he was going to call me back in 30 minutes and never did. (laughs) So, you know, that guy, it's like a plumber who cares, but that's just the plumber who doesn't even know me. Like, you know, Um, and I guess, um, if I, if I actually say to somebody, you know, Hey, this, this situation upset me and their response is kind of like, well, get over it. (laughs) Um, you know, that, that will trigger it too.
0: Gotcha. And when, when it's triggered, like, is it an angry outburst? Is it you going to like blow off some steam exercising? Like what are the actions that come at as a result of those triggers?
1: So I think a few, like I'll get, emotionally really angry really upset I might cry I might um I'll start making up the story of the conversation with the person that's like I gotta talk to them and they're gonna say this and I'm gonna respond like this and I you know and it becomes this um I think Brene Brown like coined that really well that that's sort of like the stories that you make up in your mind um the I kind of get sucked into this vortex of crap you know um and so i guess um i just feel kind of disempowered and um and it's it's this the gift in all of the bad feelings and the ridiculous conversations in my head and all that is that at some point I'm able to be like, oh, I've just been triggered. Let's look at what's happening here. Where does this come from? And how is this not about you? How is this about me? Gotcha. Gotcha.
0: I love that. And so when it starts to happen, you've gotten good at recognizing it. I've just been triggered, asking questions about how it's coming from you.
1: Yeah. And it's so, and the other thing that happens, like there's also a difference if something triggers me live like if I'm live with the person versus say over email or at a distance because yep. if I'm live with the person and I'm being triggered then I find I'm either trying to control my emotion which means I either need to leave or change the subject or lash out <laughs> um, but if I'm at a distance It allows me to do what I wish I had done when I was in person, which is just breathe and take a space and actually not respond at all until I've taken that time and space to distance myself emotionally and get to the core of what's happening and then come back and have a more constructive connection.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I love that. I think that's really an effective way to do it especially breathing like oxygen just does something to us one keeps us alive but two (laughs) when you take a deep breath like a really good deep breath and you do multiple of them it just has an effect on you for sure yes love it well if you were to change that limiting belief of i'm being forgotten into an abundant phrase that really spoke to your heart what would that phrase be
1: I think it's about i look at it as i'm being given the opportunity to be able to experience and shift my integrity Mm. because all of these triggers like i said the gift in them is it's pointing you towards a lesson that you need to learn a pattern you need to shift um because really it's about you like they're in fact Nobody really has the power to trigger any of us. Yeah. We we're triggering ourselves. So <laughs> so, you know, if you want that peace and that um different experience, you have to you have to change something and but it's not always easy to figure out what you have to change. Yeah,
0: no, for sure. I'm right there with you. I like that I'm being given the opportunity to experience and shift my integrity. It's really interesting. I I like it because it's not as much... It's speaking to the benefits of the limiting belief, but it's not like speaking to the pain directly almost. Like, you're not saying, you're worth remembering. You know, that's not what you're saying. Right. You're saying something like, it's internal of like, you're recognizing that it is internal and something about you having to do with you,
1: if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big, like, you know, I've spent, when I was younger, I spent years in therapy. I've done a lot of, like, meditation. Like, I, you know, I've done a lot of self-development work and I'm still doing it. So for me, these these questions point me towards that self-development work, um, which empowerment is important um so sure like putting up the mantras on the mirror um are are wonderful but i think really it's bigger than the mantra really it's like the mantras just supporting us to to be able to be like oh wow i have the power to change this yeah. and create a whole different reality for myself
0: yeah for sure it's really just to remind you of that thought of empowerment yeah i love it well we got one last question for you And I want to frame this next question. So Alex Hormozzi said that the difference between manipulation and help is intent. And I think his point here is that you're influencing people in both situations, but manipulation is about getting somebody to do something that you want them to do, while help is about seeking to understand what somebody else wants and then helping them get there. This question is going to be more about help, not manipulation. That's not what we're trying to do. So there's a common saying, That you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. I actually found out from Dr. Alan Laika, a guest on the show, that you can make it drink. You just have to salt its oats. Now, I want you to think of a person with a fixed mindset, not willing to accept help, not willing to accept change, but they hate their life. They're discontent. They want different. How can we, you and I, create an environment to salt their oats and help them change their life?
1: So I may have to change that slightly because the idea of salting the oats to get the horse to drink water is actually manipulative to me because what you've done is you've decided the horse needs to drink and you've created a need that he maybe didn't have or she didn't have. And now they're going to drink the water when in fact, I would say maybe the horse doesn't need water. Maybe we should figure out if we're going to help the horse what does the horse actually want or need or think the horse wants or needs? And I think the best way to do this with a person <laughs> yep. um, is to, um, I, I think a lot of the time, especially I saw this with learning the skill of coaching, we get caught up in our minds and we've got all this chatter and all the, the I mean, I certainly didn't quit for years because the logic of my brain was talking me out, my which just overrule my heart like every day. Um, so when we can shift people out of their head and into their body and into their heart, um, and focus them on what they're feeling, because, you know, it's easier, I guess, to understand what a person's feeling than a horse is feeling. (laughs) Um, so, um, so I like, I feel that if, if we can, if, if you're struggling and you hate your life, like. I don't know what you want and need. And you're probably going to tell me my life sucks. And here's, you'll explain all the reasons to me. But underneath that is like, you're feeling really crappy and you are sad and you are, you know, angry and you are whatever other emotions there are. Right. And, and the answer to what you need is there. So I feel like if I bring people to their internal guidance system and let them, Figure. And I think that's a, it, I've I've seen it with coaching. Like you, people start realizing what they think they need isn't actually what they need. <laughs> um, and it's certainly like with full time travel. What you know, I discovered all the mindsets that have been put on me through trying to live a, the normal life society tells us to live. And um, it really does a number on your mind. And that's why the thing nobody has power over is is your feelings. So, um, yeah, I think getting people to to align with what they feel is, is a great way to help them inspire themselves to change their life.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. And aligning with what they feel, I noticed you tied it to coaching. So is that more, is the action there focused around asking them questions that bring up their feelings, designing exercises for them? Is it? what's the action there on our part?
1: So in coaching, um, I mean, I'm sure there's millions of different methodologies. Um, Something I do is to basically help clients uh, just, you know, like, oh, you're, you're really angry. Stop, you know, like breathe for a minute, close your eyes and start imagining that, you know, I just go with them wherever they are. Right. So we might imagine the feeling as a shape or a color or a being, or who knows, like it's different for each person, but um, focusing with the eyes closed on and converting all of this juicy emotion into a semi-physical form, shape, or person and being able to work with it um, is, is a very powerful way to be able to, um, start tapping into feeling.
0: So is it visualizing their emotion? Is that what you would call it?
1: I guess it could be. Um, and, and uh, there's so many, like depending on clients I work with, um, there are different, some people don't do that. Some people are just like, no, I don't want to close my eyes. No, I feel too vulnerable, whatever. Um, so, um, some there's another game where you can sort of um be the voices in your head. Mm-hmm. Um so so I guess the act the action would be either to I guess visualization is a good word like kind of kind of visualize and sense the feeling or talk out the the different voices in your head and embody them and have and find out like what they're both fighting for. Cause usually the conflicting voices in the head actually want the same thing, but they don't realize it.
0: Mm. There we go. Well, awesome. Heather, thank you so much. That's all we got for you.
1: Awesome. Well, well, this was fabulous. I, I didn't expect such like a deep conversation, <laughs> but I loved it.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed it too. Is there anything else that you want to chat about before we sign off?
1: Wow. Well, there's so many things. <laughs> um, oh, I'll, I'll, I, you know what? We'll be on here for another hour. So I will say I will say I do, but I'll leave it for next time.
0: <laughs> there we go. There we go. Well, awesome. Heather, thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Of course. And if you guys are listening to this and you loved what Heather had to say, make sure to go check her out at fulltimetravelcoach.com. We will also have any other links that she wants to send you guys to in the show notes. So it'll all be there. You'll be able to get all of Heather. Thank you guys (laughs) for watching the show. We will see you on the next one. And on that note, we're out.